More morning, anytime. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, let's go. It's time for the too early for a question question. The question's going to give you tickets to see Kip Moore. Yeah, Kip Moore is coming to Midway on August 17th, and he puts on a fantastic show. And the first person with the answer this morning is going to win. People are most likely to do this between 8 and noon in their vehicles. What is this? Okay. People are most likely to do this between 8 and noon in their vehicles. What is this? 780-421-1039 is always the number to call. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Hello. How are you? Hi, can you hear me? I can. Who's this? This is Cindy. Cindy, let's go. Uh, the 2 for a question question. People are most likely to do this in their vehicles between 8 and noon. What is it? Fill up gas. Ah. That's a great guess. But, but it's not right. Don't you hate that when you have to fill up gas on the way to work? Yeah. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. You know yeah. what? It's not filling up gas, Cindy, but thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, Kiss and Country. Good. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Not bad. Um, I'm going to say take a nap. Take a nap between 8 and noon. Yeah. <laughs> In their vehicles. Just pull over yeah. to the side of the road and just take a... Take yeah, a, it's just, I'm done. I didn't have enough sleep. I'm going to take a nap. Quick 15, huh? Sure. Uh, you know what? That sounds like a great idea, but it's not take a nap, okay? All right. Thank you. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. You're the first person that answers the two ready for a question question this morning. People are most likely to do this between 8 and noon in their vehicles. I'm, I'm thinking it's just what I did. Go through a drive-thru. Just what you did. Go through a drive-thru, huh? What'd you get in the drive-thru? I grabbed a double-double. Yeah. It's ritual. Yeah. Gotta do it. Yeah. Guess what? What? It's go through a drive-thru. Nice. Yeah. You're going to see Kip Moore at Midway on August 17th, my friend. Thank you. All it's going to owe you is a three double-doubles. You just got to drop them off at the station on your way by. Well, if I wasn't going to work right now, maybe if the thunderstorm hits, okay. I might be able to. I'll, I'll <laughs> skip it to you guys. <laughs> Perfect. It's not a drive-through, but... Yeah, cl- close enough. Uh, thank you, my friend, and have fun at the concert. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Speaking of truckers, uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, which is uh, sounds like it may turn out to be the biggest tour of all time, grossing a billion dollars. <laughs> one billion dollars. That's outrageous. That is amazing. Um, I was talking to a friend who had a, his niece went to the show in Denver and said it was just like the Beatles. It was just girls just screaming for like three hours straight, you know, just screaming at the top of their lungs. Instead of four guys from Manchester. Yeah. It's one tall, skinny blonde lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a big heart because, speaking of truck drivers, uh, she decided to uh, give all of her truck drivers a little bit of a bonus um, as uh, she winds up her uh, North American part of her tour. She said, hey, truck drivers that have been hauling the equipment around, how about if I give you each a $100,000 bonus just like that? And you go, how many truck drivers could she possibly need for her tour? You think like a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. It would be. You, you think like four or five truck drivers? Four or five truck tops, drivers. Tops like ten for the uh, for the tour. Try fifty. Ooh. Fifty trucks. <laughs> How many? That's about five million bucks. Five million dollars. Yeah, she decided to give, and yeah, she's got the money. Granted, she's got the money, but still, uh, she doesn't have to give it to her truck drivers. And uh, you know what a difference that would make in their life, right? 
You know, if I was the guy unloading the truck, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Swampers, T-Swift? <laughs> I bet you they got something, too. Something tells me everybody... Pat on the back? It. Probably. Uh, they probably all got something, but that's pretty amazing, don't you think? 50. Chris, with your latest trucker news... <laughs> He comes from a long line of truckers, so I this do. is important to this him. Is, this is so important. Exactly. Remember the truck drivers, so that's not bad at 100K. All. Yeah. I would be bumping the T-Swift in my truck <laughs> everywhere I went. Hey, it's me. I'm the one. It's me. You're right, T-Swift. Love you. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. Oh. If anybody said anything bad about Taylor Swift, yeah. saying like in your life and they didn't know who you were, yeah. I would cut out, come at him with the fury of a thousand suns. Run him over with the yeah. truck. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Dog, when it comes to surviving by themselves, I see a poll of uh, 2,000 American dog owners found themselves believing their pup could only take care of themselves in the wild for a maximum of two days. A third give their dogs less than a day to survive without the pampers of living in the house or whatever with the family. Hmm. I think my dog would do okay. Yeah. She lasts more than two days. Yeah. Well, she does get neglected a lot. So, I mean, she's... She basically lives by herself now. <laughs> That's not true. She does not get neglected. Remember that time, Presley, I've told you that... Oh, okay. Matt brought his dog to our house, and then they got in their vehicle and, like, forgot it. Like, literally forgot mm -hmm. to break take the dog with yeah. him, which I understand. You're busy with your family and stuff like that, but... Poor Datch is just, like, looking at the vehicle backing out of the driveway. We, no, we hadn't gotten in the vehicle yet. <laughs> the first step was get the kids, and then we'll do us, you know, that body check. Yeah. Yeah. Head count. Right. And we would have remembered her. But then Randy Marshall comes around the corner. Yeah. Hello, Matt. Yeah. You've forgotten your dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, of course, Chris is like, here, Matt brought his dog. And he runs around the corner and tells everybody, Matt's his compact. <laughs> Matt forgot his dog. <laughs> I know my dog. Our my black. dog would be way happier at your acreage. Yeah, she would be, but probably not out in the wild. I our dog, there's just no way she was she would not survive. Like honestly, she is so bad now because we now have the two houses on the acreage. She just goes from house to house, like finding someone to let her in. Right, like she just she needs to be with people. She would not survive out in the wilderness. And for sure, the coyotes would trick her. I know that. Yeah, like, that's the big thing with these dogs. Yeah. They haven't had a lifetime of learning about dangers right. of the wild. Right. But, oh, look, that looks like fun. Yeah. A new pack. <laughs> and then your coyote food. <laughs> that would kind of be it. So here's our question this morning. Do you have a dog that would survive? I, You know, some of these farm dogs, people listening on the farm, I bet you, you know, the ones that actually stay out in the winter and, you know... Like, Th that was so foreign to me, was going to, say, a rural property yeah. growing up. Yeah. And they're like, there's our dog. I'm like, does that dog go inside? Yeah. Like, oh, no. No. Just stays outside. I'm like, how hardy is that dog? We had dogs on the farm that you couldn't get in the house. Like, they would not go in the house. Like, you you know, no matter what, right? Like, you know, well, until lightning or thunder would happen. And then they'd want in. Yeah, exactly. All right. Tell us about your dog. Could your dog honestly survive? And maybe your dog has survived, you know? Sure. Cats, on the other hand, yeah, they can be gone for months. Oh, yeah. They'll come gallivanting in, a couple of scratches. Cats are born to be in the wild. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about your dogs and if they'd survive on their own. Craig says we've got 
four dogs. Two are home dogs, two water the farm night and day, both great Pyrenees. The female checks in every other day, chases coyotes. She's like a teenager, stays out with her friends uh, for multiple nights. She'd survive if she never saw a human again. Her brother probably the same. The other two, not a chance. Two days max. Yeah, it's just different dogs. What about this text? Hmm. What's the one breed of animal you, or breed of dog you think would die for sure? Smush face. Like a bulldog? Pug. A pug, yeah. This texture says, Our pug survived out in the wild for a week. Counted him for dead. And my nephew found him. And he smelled like a dump for a month. <laughs> he lived, s- s- sustained himself on garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like any good pug would. It's a wilder pug. Wilder pug. <laughs> the best kind of pugs. <laughs> All right. Keep the stories coming, 780-421-1039. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. The majority of people, well, they know better. They know their dogs would not survive on their own uh, out in the wild. And uh, many say maybe a couple of days. Uh, that would be kind of the max for, for their dogs. And, yeah, it's probably, a, a, you know, the similar case for, for most of them. They are quite spoiled. Although, Aaron said, my parents' pampered schnauzer ran away, partially deaf, too, out at Wobman and was gone for five days. A farmer ended up finding him barking nonstop as his collar got snagged on a barbed wire fence on a long, long ways from where he got lost. But he survived. That's crazy. It's like 127 hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Uh, somebody says, we've got three Goldens. They wouldn't survive without a bubble machine. Yeah, they'd need to be bubble wrapped probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like this one. Say my dog could survive for a bit, but then I think about how he has to pick a, a throw pillow from the couch to take to his kennel for bedtime. Then he has to have a blankie that he covers himself with. Yeah. It'd be a little rougher out in the wild there, pal. <laughs> These animals used to march the plains and hunt in packs. Yeah. Now, I need my throw pillow and a blankie. <laughs> Majestic creatures. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Barrett, uh, you say you've got a German Shepherd and... But, yeah, she's still a little bit on the shy side. But, yeah, she'd be able to handle her own. I feel like a German Shepherd. Kind of like, wasn't the Lilith Hobo a German Shepherd? He was, yeah. I think a German Shepherd would probably be one of the more likely ones to be able to survive oh, yeah. without. Yeah, and we we also used to have sheep, too. So we had great Pyrenees dogs. Yeah. Them dogs, those, those dogs would be able to handle their handle a, a coyote easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But would they be smart enough to find their own food? Like, that's the question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. would be. Okay. Oh, yeah. My dog's got a nose for garbage. She'd be okay. Yeah. Oh, Ginger would be. My dog would be. And the Great Pyrenees Sheepdog, they'd eventually hunt on their own. Now that I think about it, our dog, she finds food anywhere. So you're right. The guys came to fix our windows the other day, and he came in the house, and he said, well, my lunch is gone. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, that dog can sniff out a bologna sandwich with the best of them. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, I'm going to preface this next uh, conversation by saying that, uh, honestly, and I'm not just sucking up, my wife is literally uh, one of the most put-together people on the planet. She just, she has got it all figured out. She really does. And every time she tells me something, I'm like, yeah, you know, it ends up being right. She just, she always is right. But here's a strange thing about my wife. Yesterday... I had to pick her up from a doctor's appointment, and so I was kind of cruising around the area, and uh, I parked on the south side of the building, and just kind of maybe slightly illegally, but I was in my vehicle, so I was okay, and I knew she'd be coming down pretty quick. And she says, I'm coming down. I said, perfect. Meet me on the south side of the building. And she says, I don't know what that means. 
I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what that means? I don't know what the south side of the building means. Come on, Chris. We've been together for like well over 30 years. You know I don't know my directions. And I just, I, I don't know why I did know that, but it just, it made me laugh out loud. I'm less like, how do you have everything going on, but you have no clue what direction? I can't even imagine not knowing my directions. One time, I didn't know my directions. We flew into uh, Florida for our honeymoon. And I could not get my bearing straight, so to speak, that entire trip. And it drove me crazy. I oh, oh, which direction am I facing? Karen, this is a nightmare. Like, okay, bud, it's not that bad. But it's just, it was so weird to not know. I just, I could not get it. And yeah, look up at the sun, Chris. That, that's, that was basically what I'd have to do. But I never felt like I knew my directions. That's how she lives her life. Now, we were talking about it last night with my soon-to-be daughter-in-law. And she's like... Oh, I know my directions. I said, oh, you do? Yeah, I just always go, like, where's West Edmonton Mall from here? And I said, okay, but what happens when you get on the other side of West Edmonton Mall? Then it's East Edmonton Mall. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, you can only go so west so, until you're past the mall. Everything in her life is based on where West Edmonton Mall is. I can tell you, I'm pretty good at directions. Yeah. If you spun me around, I could point to yeah. so north or south or east or west. Well, what about you, Presley? We don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, she's terrible with them. Okay, it's not that I'm terrible. I just, I don't know my east and west. I know my north and south. Yeah. How? How can you get one, not the other? I don't know. Never eat soggy wieners. Yeah, but as soon as I'm like facing the other way, then that's when it gets a little complicated. <laughs> Thank goodness most modern vehicles have the direction on the dash Mine nowadays. Mine does not. We don't have to think. I, I don't know. Okay. Okay, Chris, you're flying into a new place. Say yeah. like a city you've never been to. Yeah. Do you use your like... Proximity to the airport and the way you came in yeah, to address yeah, the... Yeah, I guess so. Because that's kind of what I would do, How too. How do you know right? where the airport is, though? Because you flew into it. Okay, but, like, if you're looking at the airport, how can you tell which side you're on? Because I have a tendency to know, like, what part of the city I traveled to or from. All right. How, how many others? How many others are there? Uh, I only know my direction when I'm in my vehicle, says Christy. Okay. It's very common. I find a lot of people younger than me have no idea what direction east, west, north, south are. I, I can tell you, in Edmonton, no matter where I am, I can tell you exactly which yeah. direction's which. Yeah. See, I'm kind of with Christy. I kind of get the gist of it when I'm driving. Yeah. But as soon as I'm just walking or standing, yeah. it's gone. You're telling me that you have an idea of which way the roads run? Yeah. They're literally set up to go north, south, or east, or west. Okay, but sometimes it gets a little confusing, Matt. <laughs> Okay, seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. Do you have a, a? Are you just direction deficient? I guess that's the best way of putting it. And I, I don't want to say it, but is this is this leaning more towards a female thing? Oh, we're getting a little sexist, are we? No, classic just, Chris Sheets. I'm asking the question. <laughs> I'm asking the question. Just, I just ask the questions. <laughs> I just ask the questions. That's I do. <laughs> okay, bud. <laughs> I don't believe it. I just ask the question. Okay, I want I want to hear from guys who say they have no clue. Okay? No guy's gonna want to admit it. That's the thing, well, I right? Know, I makes, know all my directions. Yeah, that's right. right. Oh, I'm, I'm so manly. That's what they sound like. Eh? <laughs> directions make you a man. I'm a human compass. <laughs> This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, talking again about uh, being directionally challenged. Uh, my wife is. And, uh, you know, she nails everything else, but she has no clue what direction is what. And uh, we're just asking, you know, is that a thing? I'm with Karen, says a texter. Tell me it's the door closest to KFC, not the south doors. 
<laughs> I don't want to hear Southors. I want to hear the closest to KFC. I'm Chris's age. I'm directionally challenged. My sisters uh, have always made fun of me for it, says Patty. Okay. There you go. Well, it sounds like on the text line, Yeah. if you grew up making directions a priority, you were good at it. Sure. Right? That's the big thing. Oh, my grandpa taught me. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's a question for you, Presley. This, is, this will help you figure out which direction you're facing. East or west, where does the sun rise? Um, you got a 50 50. Uh, yeah. East. Right. Correct. Right. Sets in the west. Yeah. Yeah. That'll help, right? Give me a landmark. Yeah. Left or right the of the sun. Building. <laughs> I, I, I have bad eyes already. I'm not going to ruin them even more. It moves. All right. No, I'm a female, and my husband calls me Mrs. Cab Driver as I have a, an innate sense of direction. Okay, I was in Air Cadets as a teen, and I never get lost. All right, so there you go, like Matt said. Other side, my husband is so directionally challenged, he pays for the data just for GPS. Okay. Sure, okay. Angela says I'm 100,000% uh, 100, directly uh, directionally challenged. My husband and I laugh about it. Sometimes he asks me which way we're going, and I need to ponder what landmarks and, or what direction we're going. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, kind of typical, isn't it? So I'm a kid. Uh, we used to live like two hours out of the city, and uh, my mom, she didn't know the city that well, and that's before like, phones had GPS and all that other fun stuff. Um, she would have to go to the one spot that she knew the bathroom, which was uh, a big truck dealership, Weststar. Okay. That's where my dad used to always go. Right. His trunks worked on. And, uh, yeah, so she always had to drive to that Star dealership. Then she could know where, the, where she was. <laughs> she, she had to go there to figure it out. Oh, quick, yeah. kids, we got to find a landmark. <laughs> Off to yeah, the dealership. Find a landmark to know where we're going next. <laughs> so then, it didn't matter what side of the city we're going on. We had to go to that one spot. Then she knew where she was. Sounds about right. I've done that. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good day, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Hi, kiss it. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I want to weigh in on the direction issue. Yes, please. I am so directionally challenged, it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. You don't even have to spin me around and I'm lost. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It's quick draw time. We've got Tammy and Karen playing the game. How are you, Tammy? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Okay. Directions. Do you know them? No. <laughs> you don't, Hey, What about you, Karen? Most of the time. <laughs> you don't sound very committed. Sometimes most of the time. 60% uh, of the time, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have GPS. All right. There you go. I think you just answered the question for us. And uh, you're going to answer these questions for us. We've got up to five we're going to ask. First one of three is going to win tickets to the next Edmonton Elks game. Uh, week Saturday as they take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Here we go. Question number one. Name a type of meat that starts with the letter B. Beef. Tell me, what did you say? Beef. Beef? Yeah, Tammy was in just a hair earlier than Karen. All right. Okay, let's go. Question number two. Name something with chocolate that starts with the letter C. Cookie. Coconut. Karen said cookies, right? Yes. Okay. okay. One, one. We're tied. Question oh. number three. Something you find in a dog park that starts with the letter L. Leeches. Correct. That was Karen again? Yes. Okay, Tammy, you got a blocker here. Okay. All right. Something that is square that starts with a letter D. 
Dice. 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 Was that Tammy? Yeah. <laughs> or even. One last question for all the marbles. Oh, all exciting, right. exciting. Here we go. And for the win, something you drink that starts with a letter P. Pop. <laughs> Karen nailed it at the end. Wow. Good going. She may not know which Thanks. way. She may not know which way is east, but she knows her pop, and that's uh, all she needed to know. Right. Needed to know today. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, and uh, thanks for being a good sport, Tammy. All right, take care. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Welcome to uh, the Tuesday of the Big Valley Week, August. Yeah, August 1st. I was looking back at uh, some of the memories of uh, a Big Valley's gone by and, uh, like, you know, Snapchat things come up and Facebook memories and stuff like that. Normally, we're in the middle of Big Valley or it's wrapping up right at this point. But uh, just the way the calendar uh, lands this year, it's uh, not till later on this week. So got even more time to anticipate it. I love my Facebook memories and I check them every day. And, yeah, lots of Big Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of Big Valley. <laughs> it begins. Say that like it's a bad thing. Uh, oh, it's not a bad thing. No. Okay. I'm very much looking forward to this year. So. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, Matt's uh, leaving his family at home, and he just, he's the only guy on the planet who's actually going to Big Valley to get a, you know, catch up on his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bizarre. <laughs> really, though? Yeah. Right? Like, if I was at home, I'd have a kid po- staring at me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Right. No kids. I'll sleep till Danny Hooper sings me awake. Bulls <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> Serenades you in the morning. Oh, Canada. Play John Deere tractor case. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically Wednesday for us at BVJers. Uh, take Friday off. So, okay, I get it. They're taking Friday off, so they're already a day ahead, right? Sure. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines when I get on that stage at Big Valley. For the kickoff party. Okay. I got a few of them that I use every year for 30 years. Why spoil it? You'll hear them. Oh. Well, I know what they are, though. I usually say, who has to work tomorrow? Because this is Thursday night, right? Got it. And there'll be like a kind of a, ah. Mm. And then I'll say, who doesn't give up? And this has gone on for 30 years? Pretty much. Okay. All right. If you spend enough time around Chris on a stage, you're going to hear the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. And then I'll say... Is there anybody here from Saskatchewan? And they'll all just <laughs> roar, right? Because oh. they're so proud of being from Saskatchewan. I'll say, good. Mm-hmm. Now that I know that, I'll talk slower. You know? Okay. <laughs> That's usually my lines. Got yeah. it. This year, I beg Chris not to start any chants. <laughs> Why not? Chants are fun. <laughs> not the one we had last year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Something to do with the prime minister. Oh. <laughs> and how people had a dis- particular distaste for him. Okay. There's two words. That. And Trudeau was one of those words. <laughs> Let's not do that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there, but we broke the world record. We had the most people give one person the middle finger. Was it Matt? It was Matt. Oh. Right? Yeah. We had the we had 10,000 people. I'll give Matt the middle finger. Everybody just loved it, right? And I said, this record was set by the, <laughs> the prime minister before, and then the chant started. And they then, had oh it at gosh. the tip of their tongues, just waiting for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I wish I could have been a part of that world yeah. record well, breaking. Who knows what happens this year? Maybe we'll try to break the record again. But Big oh. Valley, it's just, it's, it is so much fun. You can, again, choose to go as hard as you want or as soft as you want or whatever, but it's a country music celebration. And coming up next hour, we're going to have some of the organizers in to answer maybe some of the questions that you've got. Like, for example, Presley's never been before. So, I mean, you're just like, you know, 
you have no idea. You're a newbie, right? Well, one of my biggest questions would be, as a first-time BVJ goer, yeah. as I know there will be plenty of those there, Yeah. what are some things that I need to kind of expect and yeah. things to look out for in regards to having fun? Okay. Like, is there certain things to do? Like, you don't want to miss out on things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I find the fun usually just comes to you, but yeah, yeah there's there's funs where, wherever you look. <laughs> there's fun around every corner of Big Bell. <laughs> every nook and cranny <laughs> has a little bit of fun. It's so hard to miss the fun. <laughs> Big Valley Jabbery, it's coming up, of course, starting on Thursday. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, today is Child Free Day. Now, Matt, you talk about loving your kids. But you're going to be child-free at the Big Valley Jamboree. You're leaving your wife and the kids at home, and Matt's going to do Matt stuff. He's, in quotation marks, working all weekend. Well, I mean, like, intermittently. Yeah. I have to do work here and there. Yeah. There'll, Shake. Be, there'll be some things happening, shaking hands. Yeah. And Kissing babies. Yeah. Not my babies. No. <laughs> They're going to be at home. So here's our question this morning. They, they encourage you, you know, as a couple, uh, to uh, take some child-free time. And, and, you know, I'm living it now. You know, when you become empty nesters, right, you you better make sure you're comfortable with the person you're with and it, it can't always be about the kids all the time. So our question this morning is, what does that child-free day look like for you and your spouse together Oh, with your partner? First off, we sleep as late as we like, whatever that looks like, 1 o'clock in the Afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, we finally catch up on that sleep. Right. We don't have a kid tapping us on the shoulder at six o'clock to make waffles. Right. <laughs> Love my children, but if they could sleep in, that'd be the greatest gift they could give me. <laughs> then we get up and there's no rush to do anything. Yeah. You know, maybe we don't have to pack people in the back of the car seats while they're screaming and yelling. Yeah. Do we have food, backpacks, strollers, diapers, wipes? <laughs> then we get to where we're going. And, and there's nobody to pick up and carry. It doesn't where it is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't have a kid saying, I want to walk. I don't have another kid saying, I want to go in the stroller. Right. And they constantly flip-flop. <laughs> we eat. And we have ice cream without having to wipe our children with wipes because it's the messiest food on earth. Right. Sam is wiping you instead. Yes. Right. Okay. Get my bib out. Then we go home. Uh-huh. I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> Presley's grabbing the squirt bottle. It doesn't need to be said. <laughs> then I, you know, I probably, we get junk food. Yeah. Oh, without little greasy kid hands, sticky yeah. in the bags. Uh-huh. Oh, it'd be so good. Then we watch an R-rated movie. Yes. Then we go to sleep early. Yeah. But you should, oh, I get it. Okay. You go to bed. Yeah. All right. What's your day look like? Every day. <laughs> I think you pretty much painted a picture there. I, I've, again, I've, it's been a long time since I've had to worry about the wipes and the strollers and all of that kind of stuff. But I don't know if you ever did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think your wife was kind of in charge of that particular part of your life. Our child-free day says a texture is spent running around the acreage, catching up on projects and doing yard work, fixing whatever we've been putting off, and going to bed exhausted. Yay! There's also that, right? Like it's yeah. like okay, I have no kids, so I can get so much done. Yeah. All right, my. Uh, my girlfriend and I are getting a child-free weekend at BVJ thanks to my amazing future mother-in-law for taking our three kids. Oh, boy. Mom and Dad are going to Big Valley. Mom is going to, uh, you know, it's going to be like one of those weekends. But the problem is, is like sometimes you have too much fun too early. Yeah. And then 
Mom's making sick. Yeah. Just like a kid would. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Okay. You have no kids. Pace right. yourself. All Don't right. be like the kids. Don't Tell throw us up about, in the bed. Tell us about your child-free date. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. And uh, yeah, the trucks are going to be starting heading to the Big Valley Jamboree as we get set for the 30th anniversary of, of that amazing event. 30 years. It's hard to believe that uh, I was 22 when it started, and I remember the very first year, Don Williams was one of the headliners, and uh, here we go. We're we're getting ready for this year, and it's going to be pretty crazy, isn't it? What a lineup. Yeah. What Let's a, not forget, what a lineup. What a lineup. And speaking to that, we've been talking about them all morning, saying they were going to answer all our questions. We've got Megan and Nikki here from the Big Valley Jamboree. And uh, welcome, first of all, ladies. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, no problem. Now, Presley is uh, is in for Jack, who's on maternity leave right now. She's never been to Big Valley before. She's 20 years old, and it's kind of like me that very first year. Her eyes are wide. She doesn't uh, know exactly what to expect. So let's start there. Let's start for first-timers, not 30-year veterans like myself. Let's talk about first-timers. What can they expect this year? I know that's a loaded question, and <laughs> you could go for an hour and a half on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, but, I mean, you know what what can people expect um i mean you know it's a music festival country music that's kind of the expectation going in but it is so much more than that you know we like to say that it's beyond the music we've got i think five stages this year um lots of programming different activities our songwriters the core saloon for our after parties uh, and our kickoff party as well and then, you know, a hypnotist. We've got uh, lumberjack shows, lots going on. We've got a trade show with tons of shopping. It's a real community event. Um, the campgrounds are another party as well. So I always say, if you've never been, you have to head out to the campgrounds and check that out yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. You, you really do. Um, and I've always said, you don't even need to really, and I don't recommend this or suggest it, but you'll get your money's worth by not even seeing the music. There's so many other events that are around the, ev- the event, right? It really, it really is like a family reunion and everybody's there for the same reason, and that's just to celebrate and enjoy country music. Absolutely. There's lots to do all day long. Come early if you're coming. Don't wait until the headliner to come because yeah. you will be entertained all day yeah. um, with all the different stuff that we have to do even before you get into the main stage concert bowl. Okay, let's talk about tickets and availability of tickets. Okay, kickoff party, uh, which of course is our, our, our yeah. I, I say that is, that <laughs> is like the most, that is the most fun. <laughs> when you get on that stage mm-hmm. and that crowd is just ready to start celebrating that night, it is absolutely fantastic. And uh, we've got Parker McCollum. He's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about him. Like, have you seen him before? Do you know, what do you know about him? Yeah, we've been pretty fortunate uh, to see him a couple of times on, on some of our circuits here. And yeah. he puts, on an incredible show um he he sounds awesome every time we've heard him and and we expect no less right. for this for this week when he when he takes that stage okay. it, it will be a lot of fun all right so that's when things start and then we get on to uh to uh the the friday where dallas smith gets to play after last year when he didn't get to play right, right? <laughs> yes. We're positive he's going to yeah, be playing. Yeah, right. We're, we're staying. We're staying positive. Uh, he got rained out last year, and he got rained out everywhere he went last year. It was just kind of a, a Dallas's thing last year, which kind of stunk. But uh, it's going to be great, and uh, we've got a great lineup with Lone Star and in Dallas and High Valley, and it's just it's going to be a great night, isn't it? Oh yeah, it, I mean it. It will be a wonderful night, especially to have Dallas there yeah. as as our homegrown headliner, C- Canadian headliners. Yeah, can't yeah. wait. Yeah, which how many Canadian headliners have there been? 
Not that many. You know, I think over the years, uh, there hasn't been that many. Uh, I remember one year the Rankin family were one of the headliners. Oh, boy, that's going back. <laughs> <laughs> There's that 30-year memory. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but you, you know what? Um, he, Dallas would be great. And then, of course, everybody's talking about Morgan Wall. Yeah. Everybody's talking about Morgan Wall. And what's the situation with tickets for that day? You know, um, we still have weekend general admission and single day tickets available. Okay. And those can be purchased at our website and uh, I'd, I'd get there, I'd get them now. Yeah. Um, but they are still available. So your chance to see Morgan and Bailey Zimmerman on Saturday exists. Right. purchase of that ticket. Yeah, so. which is, I mean, you can, get on it because yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> you can't. they're not going to be there for long. No, and you just think about that. I'm, I'm just, I, not that I want to speed life up because life goes by too fast, but I think about that night when Morgan Wallen hits that stage. I don't think we're ever going to uh, feel the energy like that, like ever in the 30 years when he mm-hmm. hits that stage, right? Yeah, it's it's a pretty spectacular show that he brings each and every night that he brings it, and we're pretty fortunate to have it at Big Valley, yeah, and and not have it in an arena and and be able to enjoy it in the open sky. It'll yeah. be incredible. Okay, and then of course Dirk Bentley and everybody else on Sunday, right? Yes. And Dirk's um, Matt, one of your favorites. You talk about Dirk's all the time. The shows he's put on at Big Valley. I've only been to ten Big Valleys. I know <laughs> yeah. it's not Chris. Yeah, but top two, Dirk Bentley. Okay. Yeah, so good. Yeah, he puts on an amazing yeah. show. All right, so uh, tickets are still available. What else do you want to tell they people? Are. Camping? Camping is like all but sold out. Okay. We released a few more spots yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, you can head to the website to see if those are still available, but ample parking opportunity if you're coming down for the day or the weekend, but you're not camping. Right. Uh, still lots of opportunity to make your way there. Five stages and a hypnotist. <laughs> you will have a great time. <laughs> I've, you know, it's our trick. Again, I've, I've been there for 30 years. I assumed everybody was hypnotized here. <laughs> I've seen some Sunday hypnotist people walking around. Thank you guys so much for Thanks. joining us. And we can't wait to, to get out there for Thursday. Yeah, we're excited to have you. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Minding my own business yesterday. Riding my bike. Just thinking, you know, life can't get much better than this. And all of a sudden, zip. And I feel it in my collar of my shirt. And I know exactly what it is. It's some kind of a wasp or something like that. A hornet. And it's got in my shirt and it's given me a snap on the side of the neck. And you know how a bee, whether it's a bite, I guess they're stings or whatever they are. They don't initially kind of, like you know it's there. And then it just kind of starts to throb a little bit. It warms up. Yeah. And then you start to think, geez, what if this is the time that I like. I find I'm allergic. Exactly. And Boy, there's on, a swollen corpse on the side of the road. <laughs> 17 kilometers from home, and I've got this bite. But anyway, it uh, it's fine. It was all good, and I've, it's, it's still just kind of there. And I feel like there must the stinger, I don't know if the stinger is still in it or what, but it just I feel like I'm, there's something going on there. And, I'm, and Matt's like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. All morning long, I've been touching it. Yeah, just leave it alone. I didn't think the wasps were that bad this year. I haven't seen too many. No. You know, it's like usually hot, dry summers, the wasps are bad, but well, it's the, been okay. The luck of getting one on a bike is pretty... But Here's our question this morning. Tell us about your bee bite, bee sting stories, because I know they've. I know people have them. Like, where's the worst time you ever got bit? You know, that time you decided to take a, a pee in the bush or something. Oh, bite on the bird. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Rough. That would sting. Presley, you ever put been, the afterbite on it. You ever been stung or bit? Not by like a bee or a wasp. No. Been bitten by horse flies. Yeah. Not the same. Oh, that but, sucks, but, but it's not horse the same. Horse flies 
Those hurt. They hurt. Horseflies hurt. Horseflies do they hurt. They take a big chunk out of you. Yeah, yeah, they take a piece of meat out, right? They don't leave something like a like no. a wasp does. I got stung by a bee golfing last year, and I was surprised at how okay it was. It wasn't bad yeah. at all. Really? Yeah, and then... Uh, oh, you're tough, right? I'm, I mean, toughest guy in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My Both my kids got bit by wasps last year. Yeah. And my... Then one and a half year old took right. it way better than my then three and a half year old. <laughs> yeah, she did no better, right? No. I guess. Okay. Uh, you know, what's your story? Uh, were you bit as a kid or you, you know, you're allergic? You got to always be. And, and somehow the bees know the people that are allergic, right? I've got a, my buddy Dave. He's allergic and they're just always around him, right? Just. I had a buddy who got bit and didn't realize he was allergic and he's he's at a cabin. He's miles away from anything. Right. And he's starting to swell up. He's like, he just started walking in the water. Yeah. He's like, he walked into the pit. He's like, goodbye, everybody. Like, <laughs> he just kind of walked till he was about head deep. Yeah. And he just stood there. And it went away. No. Yeah. The lake water helped him. The swelling went down. I thought he was just going to return to the sea from whence we came. (laughs) He did get the, what do you call him? He didn't get the swimmer's itch? I think that's the least of your concerns if your throat's swelling up. Yeah, it's not good when you're that far away. Blue to the sky, yellow to the thigh. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, you always have all the the best uh, suggestions. Somebody said put an onion or something on my sting, or and duct tape as well. That's what they're saying. Yeah, duct tape, aspirin. Like if you crush aspirin up, yeah. with some like water. Okay. Put that on there. Band aid it. Uh, some people are saying duct tape too. I don't know why duct tape. Why an onion? <laughs> and then yeah, the onion. I understand the aspirin. Yeah. Like you pow- like okay, that sounds legit. Yeah. But like Chris is walking around with onion shoulder. <laughs> well, you can put onions on your feet to get rid of a cold. That's not true. You can't. <laughs> That's not true. Well, my great grandma said it was true. <laughs> yeah, and I would believe your great grandma over Matt. Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> Reason and fact. <laughs> Jake. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.